0: And guys, if you are wondering how I am creating these podcasts, so it is through Anchor app. Let me just explain. You know, it is the easiest way to create podcasts. It is free. There is a tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor distribute your podcast for you. So you have to do nothing. Your podcast will be available on Spotify, Google Podcast, on itself. And you can actually make money also from your podcast with no minimum listenership, right? So I guess Anchor is your way if you also want to start your own podcast channel. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast channel, Marketing Minions. Today's episode is where we call an industry expert to learn from their experiences. And today we have with us Mr. Somil Mehta. Hi Somil.
1: Hi, Pooja. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: Oh, so far so good. Tell me.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Somil, he is a director and country manager at the Kraft Heinz Company. He is having more than 16 years of experience in FMCG and FMCD industry. Also, he has previously worked with PepsiCo India Holdings. And uh, thanks a lot, Somil, for coming. I am here. Pleasure is um, mine, Pooja. Thank you. Thanks again. I am Pooja Goyal, host of this channel and founder of Pink Collar Professionals. So first of all, Swamil, I would like that you tell about your professional journey in detail so that our listeners can relate with it and know more about you. Hello. Hello, uh, Somil, you are not audible.
1: Am I not? I'm not audible. Am I audible? It's connected. It's showing connected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now you're we... audible. So if you can just give a brief idea about your professional journey.
1: Okay. So in terms of educational qualification, I'm an engineer following which I did my management course at Symbiosis Pune. I was blessed to be picked by Pedalite Industries from the campus. I consider myself to get the most grounded experience in the corporate world with Pedalite. Pedalite Industries is the finest consumer product organization in the country, which provides with exceptional training for budding managers. After nearly three years with Pedalite, I was again blessed to have an opportunity to work with PepsiCo India. PepsiCo invests a lot in every employee by giving them diverse and challenging assignments to enable them to become general management professional. And I benefited immensely by doing seven diverse roles in nearly 10 years with Epsico. All these learning got further enhanced with Samsung Electronics bestowed, as they bestowed huge faith in me, despite having no experience of handling consumer electronics products or even lifestyle products. It was my first corporate role in a global MNC. It taught me the art of cross-functional collaboration within senior management setup. Post-Samsung, I had a short stint with Consumer Electrical, Compton Weaves Consumer Electrical, it is in the consumer electrical space, backed by global private equity funds like Temasek and Advent. Uh, this was the first time that I was doing a business at role and the first instance of handling multiple product categories as well. Because prior to this, in all the organizations that I was working, I was handling single product category. But this was one role where I was handling multiple product categories. Crompton taught me cross-functional management and it was my first instance to be a part of senior leadership of an organization of significant scale. From Crompton, I moved to my current assignment with the iconic Kraft Heinz company. I'm handling the business for India and six other Southeast Asian countries like Bangladesh, Vietnam, Brunei, Laos, Myanmar, and Cambodia. So that's in a gist about my professional journey. As you would have observed, Puja, my professional journey has been largely in, uh, in fact not largely, I would say completely into consumer products uh, space. uh, And I have pretty much covered uh, 50% of the FMCG space, which is packaged food and beverages. And I've also covered consumer electronics and consumer electrical segment as well.
0: Wow. You know, I think so. This is a journey which many MBA aspirants and the people who are already doing MBA aspire to get. That's a great journey, I think so. You have. So I'm looking forward for this session to learn a lot from your experience. Yeah, so Somil, um, you have a wide experience and you have worked with FMCG and FMCD for last 16 years. So I would like to understand from you, what are the new strategies of marketing and are these four P's still relevant? Uh,
1: okay, Pooja, let me tell one thing, you know, very clearly to your listeners. Uh, let us not mistake new age tactics with new age strategies. Marketing is tactical. Thus, tactics evolve with passage of time through acquiring new skill sets and new technologies. However, the basics of marketing will always stay rooted in the theories that Mr. Kotler advocated ages back. For that matter, 4Ps, Porter's 5 forces are still very much germane to any and every marketing strategy. Without these basics, marketing strategies would be fatuous. A lot of us would be used to hearing the term back to basic. In fact, this is the most oft-repeated jargon in most corporate setup, especially when we are dealing with complex and uncertain problems. In this context, whenever a marketeer will say that let's go back to basic, he or she is purely referring to revisiting four Ps. Even questioning the relevance of, you know, even questioning the relevance of four P's or for that matter, questioning the relevance of the basics of any marketing theory would be hyperholic.
0: Okay. Okay, great. Uh, So you mean to say uh, basically we change the way we do things in marketing, but the strategies behind every marketing strategy, every marketing initiative remains the same.
1: Yes, it will stay rooted in, it will not be the same. I'll say it will stay rooted in those fundamentals. Your strategy will stay rooted in the fundamentals. Your new age skill sets or new age technologies will change the way you execute them or the way of execution will evolve. But the way of assigning or designing or arriving at the right strategy through sharp shooted application of the basics of the marketing is going to stay till whatever, I mean, till till we have something really new and path breaking from somebody as iconic as uh, Mr. Kotler himself.
0: Right, very true. And uh, if I may ask, what is the difference between marketing and branding? We do read about a lot, but uh, again, we get confused at how is branding different from marketing?
1: Okay, so marketing is the set of processes and tools that companies deploy to promote their businesses. Now right. this, includes, uh, this includes search engine optimization or social media marketing, pay-per-click marketing, content marketing, local search, mobile and, tradi- and even the traditional promotional methods and tools like print, radio, TV, et cetera. So that's the set of processes and tools that you deploy. However, branding on the other hand is the culture itself or it's actually tuned, uh, rather attuned to the culture. Uh, the message uh, that permeates and the rules all the pro- and it rules all the process of your business branding is actually who you are and marketing is how you build awareness about who you are this is the basic difference between marketing and branding branding is your strategy while marketing encompasses your tactical goals marketing refers to the tools that you utilize to deliver the message of your brand Marketing will continually change and evolve just as the products and services you offer will continue to change and evolve. However, marketing will be directly and specifically geared towards sectors of your target audience, all the while supporting the core values of your brand. So it's directed towards your target audience, but the core values of the brand stands supported around it. It doesn't get compromised there at all. the one area although marketing and branding do overlap is say when you are selecting an imagery to be utilized on an ongoing basis as a part of your branding exercise then marketing and branding would become one in the same imagery which is created as a part of your branding strategy you use the same imagery while executing your marketing programs so that's where you know uh, you know it probably uh, overlaps and that's where many a times we get confused because we use the same brand imagery to execute our marketing programs so we think that branding and marketing are the same or there is an overlap but barring this overlap you know uh, you know it, 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 there is no other significant overlap you know as the saying goes a picture speaks a thousand words so with that in mind when you choose your company colors graphics and logo remember that they must first represent your brand but that they will also play a substantial role in your ongoing marketing campaign. So that's the overlap. Having said that, you know, marketing efforts are also designed to engage. Uh, It is the ongoing branding that keeps customer coming back. So, you know, you design your marketing campaigns to engage with your consumer, but it's the branding or a consistent branding effort that keeps customers loyal towards you competition is fierce and the fact of the matter is that there are companies who offer comparable products and services or even the exactly same products and services that you are offering. In this situation, it is your branding that will keep your customers loyal to you. It is your branding that builds this trust uh, and gets consumer keep coming more to your brand. It is your branding that also makes you unique. Uh, Without branding, you may achieve success but with branding your success will be far more substantial in fact branding will guarantee not just your current but your future success as well a strong branding i would say and all strong structures have a solid starting point and foundation and understanding the difference between marketing and branding will allow you to build your foundation of branding and your extensions via marketing so to summarize Market branding is, you know, as I said, who you are, what you stand for, what is your uniqueness? Marketing is all about communicating this fact of who you are and why consumers should trust you or why they should keep coming back to you. It's about that communication. Branding is the foundation, a solid starting point. uh, And then on that, you create your further extensions on that foundation via marketing. So that's the, you know, uh, difference between marketing and branding. Uh, I think if if your listeners will, you know, imbibe this message, they will be really, really, you know, uh, uh, get this entire clarity about the actual difference between marketing and branding.
0: For sure. I'm quite sure about it because I personally got a very clear picture now that uh, how can we keep the marketing and branding different and what is the area where they actually overlap? So, you know, you talked about the competition is fierce and then how to make your brand relatable because that is the thing most of the companies uh, find it difficult to achieve. And you have worked with brands who are seriously like in the market from last 20, 30 years. So how do these brands keep uh, themselves relatable?
1: Okay, so to remain so, Puja to remain relatable, you can deploy some of the you know, I would say uh, not just routine but very very reliable tactics, uh, and your brand can remain relatable. Brand relatability. Uh, so some of the you know uh, tactics that I can personally relate to or have also deployed during. You know, tenure in various organizations, uh, and I can tell you basis that. So, one of the tactics can be that you have to remain transparent uh, while it is whether it is sharing your story about your brand or engaging with the customers or the consumers' story as well. So, brand will have a story, consumer will have a story, you will engage basis both the stories. Let's be transparent in that. Let's not create something which is futile or something which is off the track. Uh, That's one very easy tactic if you because transparency is something which gets people connected with you, which is what relatability is all about. Uh, So that's one tactic. The other tactic is each time stay true to the core positioning of the brand. Don't deviate from what your brand stands for. If your brand stands for convenience, okay, suddenly don't take up of angle where you say that your brand is fun loving. That okay. will, you know, uh, disrupt the relatability because for ages, your loyal consumer is coming to you basis, your core positioning of, for example, convenience, and suddenly you are saying it's a fun brand. That's where the disconnect all starts created or starts mm-hmm. getting created or the relatability starts dropping. So that's one. So stay true to the core positioning of the brand. Third, uh, content on the brand should be engaging with the audience. Even if there is no option for a dialogue, even if it sparks an engaging conversation within the consumer group, or even if it sparks a conversation within the individual consumer in his mind or in his or or mind, it would go a long way in sustaining affinity towards the brand. A monologue is something which no one likes today, especially in this digital age of social media, where people are easily able to voice their opinions and point of view across various platforms and have a reach of, you know, some few million of people as well. In this age, if you are going to have, uh, you know, a content or or the content of your brand, which is a monologue, which is not engaging in a two way dialogue with your audience, that's where the relatability will start getting broken down. So have your content, which is engaging with the audience. Uh, And it cannot, it's not necessary that you only engage in a, you know, in a formal platform through an exchange of ideas and dialogue. Even if you are creating a spark, as I said, which triggers a conversation into the mind of the consumer also. Okay. where he starts thinking aloud about your, uh, you know, uh, idea, that's fair enough, I would say. Third tactic is, The etymology of the word relatable also gives another word called relationship. Now, this is where my, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, tactic comes another, you know, fourth tactic on being relatable comes into play. The word relatable gives another word called relationship. So to remain relatable, brand building should be treated at par with building relationship as well. So just like human beings develop relationship with other human beings. With other human beings, uh, brands also should aspire to, you know, uh, build similar relationships uh, with the consumer segment. So that's another tactic. Fifth tactic can be uh, show your gratitude to the consumer for preferring your brand. Okay. Uh, uh, And this gratitude need not be always by saying thank you or something. Gratitude can be demonstrated in tons of ways. I will not elaborate it or into the paucity of time but find out a way to show gratitude to the consumer for preparing your brand you might be a market leader with 75 percent market share that still doesn't allow you to be arrogant okay you have to show that gratitude because it is the consumer who has made you market leader uh, as well the consumer has an equal amount of role in making you a market leader you might have a fantastic product you might have the best specs product you might have the absolutely finest pricing you might have the best distribution channel that's your achievement now that achievement gets complemented by consumer when he or she picks up your brand so their uh, part of the contribution in making your brand a market leader is also equal to your part of your contribution as well So show your gratitude to the consumer for preferring your brand. This makes consumer feel important always and makes them keep coming back to you and, uh, you know, build that strong loyalty. Last tactic, at a preset frequency, you know, maybe you can design it internally as a part of your marketing plans. At a preset frequency, give a sneak peek to the consumers on the brand story, Uh, you know, uh, anecdotes or insights into various Mm -hmm. aspects through which the brand has evolved. Remember that with the passage of time every decade or two, you know, the consumers also age. So, for example, if your target audience currently is, say, you know, uh, office going segment from, say, age of 28 to 40, after 10 years down the line, that consumer would have moved into the bracket of 38 to 50. Okay. Now, do you want to continue engaging with them or not? That's one choice. And how do you then continue your relatability with that set of consumer as well? Because that set of consumer for all, you know, might still be consuming your product. So you continue, if you share your brand story or anecdotes or insights at the set frequency with, you know, entire TG, then, you know, it continues the relatability. Also remember that 10 years down the line, while the current TG would have been say 38 to 50, uh there would be a new tg of 20, 18 to 20 18 to 28 or 18 to 30 would have actually got into the age bracket of 38 to 40 now okay nice. so you would have a new tg coming into your fold and your existing tg also technically from a definition point of view moving out of your fold okay so now how do you also connect with this new tg because this new tg is probably new to the category or probably new to the brand so this new tg also will feel happy knowing the brand story, the anecdotes and insights around the brand, how it has evolved over a period of time. It will build that nostalgia or that affinity with them and create a relatability. It's like, you know, you, you, we all see this web series and you know uh, on the, you know, on various uh, web series portals, although we binge watch in many of the web series, you see that when the next episode starts, they give you a recap of the first episode, despite the fact that you are binge watching. So this is exactly what I'm trying to say, that you give that brand story, that anecdotal thing in a pre-cap format at reset frequency to, you know, your target uh, audience and keep them engaged through this entire brand building journey. So in essence, to remain relatable, do everything that humans do to each other, basically, to sustain various relationships, because humans are the best example in terms of, you know, sustaining relationships by being relatable so do every such thing that you know along with the brand and the tg to remain relatable
0: wow this is great i think so i'm going to remember these six tactics which we should follow to make a brand relatable and also i really (laughs) like the part where you pointed out that uh, we should build the relationship as we build with humans So this is great. And you touched upon the social media data and also that when the TGs change and now if you see like from last 10 years, the TGs evolving with digital and social media. So how are the old companies or the market leaders coming up with uh, evaluation to stay relevant in the digital and social media?
1: So, Pooja, most companies that I have known or been in touch directly or indirectly or observed through as a passive, uh, you know, uh, audience, I have seen most right. companies that ada- uh, most of these companies are adapting well to their digital and social media. The only challenge that remains untamed uh, as of now is reputation management. Uh, you know, as the controversy can erupt from any spectrum or strata or any corner of the world. And that uh, controversy or that spark uh, today can actually become, uh, you know, wildfire overnight and can engulf the entire global business of the organization, not just, uh, you know, in that catchment from where the spark has actually got created.
0: So reputation management
1: is something which I think is still an untamed elephant in the room and that needs to be tamed by uh most companies having said that in terms of adapting to the usage of digital and social media i think most companies have done fairly well the problem with reputation management is that you know your statements can be twisted it can be distorted by various vested groups or mischief mongers or by those people who are many times those people who are looking at you know quick buck or quick uh, you know i would say shortcut to their own personal fame uh as well so and those things can for the brand they can cause irre- irreparable harm at times at times also competition can also troll you and the same can snowball into an unexpected labyrinth so just this reputation management bit is something which i'm really personally you know uh, worried about uh, in this digital and social uh environment uh, however most brands have also remained undeterred have and have gone on with their creative instinct uh yes few of them have you know tactically bit. With- withdrawn, you know, their campaigns, we saw that during Tanishq's uh, controversy, we are seeing this recently with the Mintra controversy. So we are seeing that, yes, brands are getting deterred, but many a times and most of the times I've seen that brands are have not remained, you know, like too much bothered about it. They have gone ahead, at least at the execution stage, they have gone ahead with their creative instinct. Uh, and if there are controversies, then they have reacted to it rather than, you know, be too mindful about any controversy. You know, uh, uh, they can see. So, if they see any unexpected twist on the way, they smartly retreat uh, and with an occasional apology as a chill pill. So, I think that's how uh, brands are, uh, you know, uh, uh, I would say evolving on the digital and social media platforms. Uh, another aspect of social and digital media is the ability that it provides to small brands and businesses to achieve a wider reach in terms of messaging as well as product service and delivery. Before the digital and social media, wider reach was considered the hegemony of big brands or the big boys in the business. Now, that's not true anymore uh, because uh, the big boys are actually learning to cope up with this new acquired ability of small brands and businesses to achieve significant reach and scale quickly uh, and with a low cost. What digital and social social media is doing is that it gives reach physical as well as message. Both message also can be delivered. Physical products also can be delivered in quick time, okay, and uh, at a reasonable cost. Many a times, these costs are also variable in nature. So it gives the flexibility to small brands and businesses to scale up uh, pretty fast and not to worry about sunk investment in terms of you know huge campaigns or you know creating huge distribution setup before to you know they can realize. Uh, their dream. So big boys are actually, you know, for for big brands, this is again a new space in terms of their competition that is attacking them. And they are also learning, I would say, to uh, coexist. So in a nutshell, uh, most companies are evolving well to adapting to digital and social media. Reputation management is something which is, everyone is reacting right now. Proactive reputation management is very limited as on date. And uh, small brands and businesses are clearly, you know, uh, benefiting through you know i would say variable costs for uh, delivering the messaging as well as product and uh, they are able to scale up pretty fast uh, and that hegemony with big boys i don't think that's relevant anymore now
0: okay um you talked about let uh, big companies are investing more and uh, maybe the small businesses are also getting the insights and they are also able to get to reach to consumer easily now right. so and what role does analytics play how are consumer insights evolving and impacting the businesses from the digital analytics part uh
1: okay so i would say that see uh, the consumer insights or consumer behavior the theory behind consumer behavior and you know behavior. That's, I mean, theory is not changing again. Uh, The changes are purely tactical, compelled by an advent of again new skills and new technology. So what digital allows everyone, uh, uh, consumers as well as brands Mm -hmm. is to stay in touch on a 24-7 basis. So Mm -hmm. that's one change that has come into place. This has its own pluses and minuses on both sides of the spectrum. So on the plus side, Brands can influence consumers at more finite and precise touch points, even going closer to the moment of truth, which is the actual purchase occasion. Brands don't have to worry about their marketing spends being wasted. Digital gives options of completely variable marketing play, uh, where you only pay on performance delivery of the marketing campaign, which is in in some sense, it is pay-per-click, etc., uh, brands provide access to the consumers on various aspects of decision making with the help of product information, product performance, peer group rating. Uh, peer group rating is nothing but, you know, in the old school, we would say word of mouth. Yeah, but that's also what in today's right. world you can know is ratings. But now you get all these information on real time basis and on the go. You, don't reach out, uh, you know, uh, Search some of these things now, all these information is easily available 24 7 at the touch of a button so these are all the plus sides but on the negative side there is a true risk of overexposure and fatigue as well okay uh, the other uh, negative aspect is that incorrect or zealous algorithms can cause inclusion in consumers life uh, leading to irritation and subsequent antagonism as well i mean uh, if uh, it's like this that if uh, by for example if my uh, the wife for a product on Phone, and suddenly I start getting you know messages around the next shade of lipstick that will go well with a particular dress. Now, that's something which you know, so at times there is no science right now, although no technology right now that can probably you know uh, correct this anomaly. But yeah, it's again a zealous algorithm, I would say, an overexcited, over enthusiastic algorithm, and at times even incorrect algorithms that can you know start causing these intrusions and that can relate to you know antagonism as well towards the brand and uh, another negative side is that variable spends means that brands with not so deep pockets can also challenge the market leader easily now, that's a negative side for the as i said earlier also as i said it's for the big boys that's a negative side because uh, that's something which will you know uh, that's something which doesn't make the big boys happy because now they know that even a small company or a small brand or a startup can uh, you know uh, put the and uh, run away with the market share from their pocket as well. So from the point of view of consumer, she has always sought, you know, maximum possible information uh, or word of mouth before making a decision, purchase decision. Digital is just amplifying or analyzing uh, and then it is sorting and stacking the information quickly on a real time basis in a meaningful format. So earlier a consumer would reach out to every information on his or her own. Then she will analyze on her own. She'll sort out stack up and then, you know, uh, take out, make, put it in a meaningful format and, uh, then arrive at a decision. Now, obviously it's not an elaborate process like this when you are buying a toothpaste, but it's equally la- elaborate process when you're buying a, you know, home theater system, uh, right. in a, in case of toothpaste, you are doing the same thing, but you're doing more in the mind in case of say a home theater system, maybe you would have used a pen and paper but today you don't need to do any of this thing as i said digital is able to amplify collate information analyze it sort it and stack it in a form.
0: okay uh, so we talked about that uh, how to reach how do a uh, consumer is evolving and what are the changes in the consumer behavior right how mm-hmm. it now able to Quickly search for the product and everything. So, but what are the strategies or what are the ways, simple ways to know your customers now? How those things from the company sides evolved.
1: Okay. Uh, So, first of all, again, I'll go back to the basic. Your brand positioning, Pooja, is the fulcrum to know your customer or consumer. That's the most basic premise. However, the brand, product, company, and importantly, consumer has also evolved. So with this evolution, brands need to continuously track, map, and fine-tune their messages as well as offering in line with the evolution of the consumer. So the science to know your consumer or customer, or rather to track their evolution is well established. The advent of technology only changes the execution tactic. It involves four broad points. First, not to make any assumption about consumer. That's the most important and basic point. Don't, Don't assume about anything about the consumer.
0: Right. Ask
1: your consumer directly. In case you have doubt, ask him or her directly. Conduct formal, informal surveys. And fourth, through technology, study past purchase behavior, not just for your brand and category, but for a lot of other brands and categories as well. It's like this that, for example, if I am a TV channel today, uh, and i want consumers to be spending more and more time about you know on with my channel and watch my programming it's not important for me to treat another tv channel uh, as a competitor only it also means that even ott platforms are also you know uh, my competition today because the consumer is going to have only 24 hours a day So if I study not just the viewership pattern of other channels, but also viewership platform of OTT OTT platforms, that's, you know, also becomes a good data point or a feedback point for me in terms of evolving strategy for my uh, brand. And it also, you know, helps me know better about my consumer that whether my consumer is moving uh, towards OTT platform, if yes, to what extent, what kind of content, and that can also help me fine tune my content and offering, not just for my TV channel, but for my digital.
0: This
1: is what I said, don't just study the past behavior of your brand category, but also of other brands and categories so that, you know, uh, it gives you a far more understanding of about your consumer and, uh, you know, helps you know your consumer a uh, uh, lot more better. And once you have all of these things and then, then closely evaluate whether there is a twist in the tail also that can impact the brand uh, brand's ability to capture these evolution and project its impact over medium and short term, it will, you know, this ability will help it productively develop ideal strategies to remain prepared for any such twists and turns. This is, I think, uh, the way to, know, you know, your consumer better. Uh, rightful way of knowing your consumer or customer better bet better and plan your execution basis that
0: oh that's great and uh, you know we talked a lot about uh, consumer and company and i mm. know you have been into the leadership positions a lot so what are your takes that what are the leadership styles or traits an individual should have to succeed in this current world or the VUCA world which we call it
1: Okay, uh, so there are four, uh, I mean, this is my personal take, this is not coming from any, you know, uh, uh, theory or science about leadership, uh, my personal take on leadership is that it involves four broad buckets, one okay. one bucket, uh, one first bucket is managing people. Uh, second bucket is taking decisions against competing priorities. Third bucket is owning people and decisions. So while you manage people and you take decisions, you also have to own those people and the decisions that you would have taken. And fourth is, it's about facilitating evolution uh, for self as well as for team, preferably ahead of the time. So these are the four broad buckets of leadership uh, that I personally try to, you know, uh, impact in my professional capabilities. Uh, now to deliver on all these, the leader, as a leader, you need, uh, you know, uh, some of the basic soft skills or ingredients. And those soft skills or ingredients, according to me, are good listening skills, humility, passion and compassion. All these four things in right proportion. I think if you have this, then you will be able to deliver on all those four buckets uh, of uh, leadership. The approach of leadership puja is universal. Irrespective of the VUCA or non-VUCA world, leadership delivered with this approach will help you thrive in any form and shape of the world. That's what my personal take is.
0: Wow, great. And uh, at the end, I would like you to give some piece of advice to all the listeners and maybe people who aspire to have a career like you.
1: Okay, Uh, I'm no sage and and I'm no God. So don't uh, take me seriously in that context. Uh, uh, Having said that, uh, something which I have personally followed in my life uh, uh, and it has benefited me more in terms of my personal gratification and satisfaction rather than I would say professional or commercial success. So some of those things that I personally follow is uh, A, there is no better virtue than humility. B, there is no better skill than listening skill. C, there is no better habit than hard work. D, there is no better aptitude than your own attitude. And last but not the least, there is no better faith than self-belief. I think this is how I try to, you know, uh, imbibe my own personality and work bases these tenets and uh, has helped me uh, in my limited success Listeners can follow some of it they will it will not harm them I cannot still guarantee success but one thing which I can guarantee is that it will not harm them at all
0: for sure thanks a lot for sharing your personal mantras I would say uh, it was really. Helpful, I think so. So, guys, I really enjoyed talking with Mr. Somil and knowing his experience and lot of insights. Hope you guys also enjoyed it. And you can follow him over LinkedIn at Somil Mehta and follow us on Spotify. And thanks a lot, Somil. Thanks a lot once again for sharing your time and sharing your experiences with all the listeners. My
1: sincere gratitude to you, your listeners for sparing their time and uh, listening to this, and uh, I look forward to meeting with all your listeners. Uh, stay- then, you guys. And if there is any help for anyone, uh, I'll see to it whatever I can do for.
0: Wow, that's great. Thanks a lot. So, guys, let's catch up in our next episode to learn from another expert. And until then, keep learning, keep listening, and have fun. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pooja. Thank you.